Ew, yeah, you're something. Noises that you're making. Are you like loud? It's like you're louder. It's like you're like Greg's little weird noise pickup. Ew, and like your sniffs. Oh, stop. That's just gross. Stop it. Greg, stop. Stop it, Greg. Stop. <laughs> Will you stop it? <clears throat> All right. All right. Will you stop it? Are you ready to do the show? Why is it? We... Did you like pick up the like all of Greg's creepy noises microphone? It's not uh, creepy noises. I'm just trying to be a professional behind this. Are scenes. you like? Did you, is your microphone louder? How come I can hear every little like swallow and? I think that should be the new thing. Like I breathe heavily, like into the microphone, and that'll be like. Wait, are we? Did you put us? Everybody'll know. Uh, yeah, we're live. Uh, so that way, you know, when when I'm when I'm talking, it'll be like. Did you have it live when you were burping into the microphone? I didn't burp into the microphone. Oh, don't you dare lie. I'm not making People are already clamoring in the live chat for more heavy breathing. That's what people are obviously wanting. Nobody is clamoring for heavy breathing. Let me me ask you a question. You sound more constipated than anything else. Oh, (laughs) somebody forgot to turn his little phony off. No, I think that can be like the new interview style. It'll be like... Okay, like a lot of dead, a lot of dead sound, like a lot of lot of long pauses. No, like, no, no, no! Come on, come on, come on! Oh my gosh! Stop! All right, let's go. Sir, I want to ask you a question. Greg, let's go. Go, go, go! It's one o'clock. When we're gonna have to switch sides, and I'm gonna have to control the board if you can't do your job. Greg, stop! To decide go. that you liked mac and cheese. Go. Sarah's very upset with me right now. Go. Stop! But I think the heavy breathing thing, Greg, don't you think that's a good o'clock. idea? Stop it. Go. I think it's a good idea. Mute your goddamn microphone. But I mean, I just, I want to test this out before we go live because I'm going to make a change for the show. Nobody I think wants a change, change is good. I think a change is important. Like, it'll mostly be me. Well, change is inevitable. It's clear, but. Let me tell you. About the time when I was seven years old. Did you hit record? I went to school, and it was a very trying time. It was a very hard time. When I was turning seven years old, I was in school. and I had a cold, and I got there at school, and the cold was, it was, it was, uh, I, I had uh, clogged sinuses. But at the time, there were no Kleenex in the classroom and accessible to me. And I didn't know what to do. I don't think this is so as amazing I, as you think it is. <laughs> well, then we'll never get to know what happens. What happened What happened to my nose yeah, that day. Yeah, it's being asked, Sarah, what happens if you get up and leave? I am so close. <laughs> so close. 
Can we try to have Greg do this show with a deeper voice and a southern twang? Let me tell you about the time. Your voice got higher, not deeper. Let me tell you about the time. When I was back in grade two, second grade, seven years old, going to school, doing what school kids do, riding the bus, getting to school. You sound like a slow Frank, whatever his name is, from uh, (laughs) Frank. Well, Frank... Let me. I'm just uh, a man from just, South Carolina. The, the Greg Show kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Greg Show yet. I'm just working it out. I'm working it out. We're we're doing a little bit of work on I it. Wonder why I keep my we're workshopping knife at things. Home. Okay, nobody's workshopping anything. For you. <laughs> I am Greg, so glad I you are going to. <laughs> we're going to have to start switching sides, and I'm going to have to be in control of the board if you can't. Control you would. Yourself. You would not know how to run this board. You would. You would. I mean, you know how to run it. Obviously, I know you know what you're doing. I've done shows without you in here before. <laughs> I know. I know you do, but I don't think you would want to do it. We'll switch sides if you want to do it. We'll switch sides. You run everything. I'm thinking about it. Okay. I'm I mean, in. That's what I did in radio. I ran You do the, the tech stuff. You do the tech side well, of it. Well, I didn't say the tech stuff. I said I'd run the show. You have to do all the boring tech stuff still. I think. I Greg, think... it's 103. Come on. Let's go. Mm, okay. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. Orange is just such a fantastic color on you. I'm just, I'm amazed that you've never embraced this before. So, let me ask you this: Orange is a hideous color on me and on most people. Who's your favorite player of all time for the team? <laughs> since you're such a huge fan, see, because now that you posted this, some people aren't going to know that you're you're. I made sure to make a lengthy a explanation in any picture that is associated with me. But with there's going to be some people that won't think that, and then they're going to see this, and now you're going to have to interact. You got to learn some stuff about it. You got to be. You're a super fan now. I am. You no way Sarah X Dillon. Any part of the bet? I fulfilled my bet. It is my profile picture of me in that hideous orange garb that you brought for me to wear. That is it. Welcome. Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sarah Beaver Believer Dillon. And we uh, do this show five days a week here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. And then available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. We have a fantastic show lined up for you today. We're going to talk about what Sarah's talking about and her brand new uh, fandom that she has. She's very excited about. We've got that coming up. I do want to remind everybody, of course, to go to funemploymentradio.com slash shop. For any of your online shopping needs, uh, you can go there. You know, we got like a Think Geek, we got Amazon, we got Zappos, we got all kinds of different things right there at funemploymentradio.com slash shop if you're going to be doing any online shopping. And I do want to say this too we've got a very special guest joining us here in just a little bit. It's been a while since he's been on. Yeah, it's been quite some time. We have comedian Lonnie Bruin, who's going to be joining us uh, here in just a little bit, celebrating his 25 years in comedy. He's got a special show. Which is impressive. They're very impressive. He's got a, a big, huge show that's happening tomorrow night at Harvey's Comedy Club. He's also got a special ticket deal for listeners of Fun Employment Radio, which is fantastic that he set up. So he's going to be talking all about that, about the show, about being in comedy for this long. And he'll be joining us here in just, uh, just about a half hour on the show, which is going to be great. And a bunch of different things, including uh, coming up here in a few minutes too. I want to discuss. Uh, I've got, I've got, I've got something I want to bring up. What? It, it's it's a bit of a rule issue where I'm I'm debating running for office because I know like the mayor's seat is open. I've got some things I want to. Okay, get off I'm my having chest. like a debate today because I am so happy that Greg is feeling better. I can tell that he is. Mm-hmm. He's in a, he has a more positive attitude toward life. He's like very zesty, full of life. But it is so damn irritating. 
It is so. He's just been upbeat. My happiness like, upsets you. Your happiness is irritating. Okay. All right. I can see how that works. <laughs> well, anyway, Sarah. Anyone who's a live subscriber and heard the, before the show started knows how irritating you can be. <laughs> <laughs> live subscribers can access that in the archive. All right. So uh, let's just say this, Sarah. One thing that I am very happy about is the fact that you have changed your Facebook profile. Sarah and I made a bet. Over this last weekend, a college football bet over whether or not Washington State, the Washington State Cougars, her alma mater, would beat the Washington Huskies in what is known as the Apple Cup. They play it once a year. Washington State heavily favored to win that game, which is why I said they were going to lose. And Sarah and I made a bet. So my alma mater is Oregon State. And since Washington State did, in fact, lose... And so did Oregon State. No, yeah, but we all knew that was going to happen. Washington State was supposed to Not win. Not particularly. I mean, Oregon U of O has been terrible, haven't they? Uh, they've gotten a little bit better. <laughs> They're not as terrible as Oregon State. Oregon State's awful this year. So I wasn't going to make a bet on that. Instead, I made a bet on your team because I bet that your team would totally fail against the Huskies. And they did. They cooged it. And because of that... Sarah has to change her profile picture today to wearing all Oregon State gear, which she did resplendent in bright orange Oregon State Beavers gear. It is on her Facebook page. We'll make sure that picture is also up at funemploymentradio.com under this episode. And I'm very, very sure happy for your like newfound just fandom. clamoring to see a picture of me in orange. It is because you tried so hard to look like happy in it, even though I know you're very, very much not happy. No. I don't think you like the color orange too much. You can see that. You can see my, like I'm smiling, but there's no smile. My eyes aren't smiling, as Tyra yeah. Banks would say. I, my eyes, I, they're dead inside. Oh, yeah. There's there's dead eyes. There's, there's pain behind on. it. Yeah. And that just makes because me happy. Because I was happy. doing I'm a sorry, sad that's, face. That's and maybe then I was just like, because that's how I felt. But I'm like, all right, that's just weird. Like me in a sad face with a, with all this like orange Oregon <laughs> State stuff on. I'm like, I'm going to have to, I'm smiling through the pain. Yeah. Well, it's going to be there all day long for everybody to see. So if you are friends with Sarah on Facebook, of course, go there and like that and tell her how much you like appreciate her being a beaver believer. The day that some and people, you know, are trying to find me after years and years, like, what's Sarah up to? And then I look like a crazy person all <laughs> like in, my, in college gear of the college I didn't go to. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. So that is up there right now for you to look at. We'll and have that, of course. Is one thing, but I just don't understand. I don't know anything. I don't know the first thing about Oregon State sports. Oh, well, you know, I mean, it's the Oregon State Beavers. That's number one. Benny Beaver, that is the mascot. Uh, they tried to do some terrible, I don't know if they're still doing it. They tried to do a terrible uh, chainsaw thing that I was that was just embarrassing. Wait, the beaver's name is Benny? Yeah, Benny Beaver. Oh, wow. Benny the Beaver. Be- Benny the Beaver, yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No, that's what it is. What? What's the, what's the Washington State Cougar's name? Butch. Yeah, see, that's way worse. I love that name. What does Butch have to do with dogs? Butch is a cougar. But, all right, not even dogs. Excuse me, that's the Huskies. It, yeah, yeah. What, is Butch, what does Butch have to do with cougars? Uh, that's his name. That's his. He's a cougar, and that is his name. Butch is his name. Okay. He needs a name. All right. It should have been, what's, her, what's the... What's the chick's name from uh, Sex in the City? Samantha. Samantha, yeah. <laughs> Samantha, that's what it is. Samantha the Cougar. That would be a better mascot for them. Okay. They should do that. Just have a girl in like a tight pink dress, like walking around wobbling with like the martini. martini. Mm-hmm. Go Cougars. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be, I would become a Washington State fan if they did that. Okay. I think that would be a good that's idea. That's really we'll not petition happening. That. <laughs> Samantha petition that. the Cougar. So I'll petition that part. But yes, you did lose yet again another bet. I don't even know, what, what was the last time that you won a bet against? me. I mean, I really can't think of when that's it's been. It's been a while, which is why I'm ready to do another one. All right. I want to have some sort of bet. I don't know what it's for. I don't know if I want to do sports. I don't know what exactly we should do it for, but I do know that we have our 
Second bingo night coming up next Thursday, December 10th. Yes, we do. Sign-ups at 6 p.m. Games start at 6.30. Yes, Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night at the Landmark Saloon, brought to you by Small Town Brewery and their brand new drink. So we did Not Your Father's Root Beer last time, which we're still going to have that there with specials. We're also going to have Not Your Father's Ginger Ale. It's brand new. I don't even know if it's out in stores yet, but they're going to have it there. Not Your Father's Ginger Ale. We have it specially ordered for that night. Yeah. It's it's, kind of like a soft launch for it, so we're super excited about it. Yeah, it is going to be fantastic. So that is... And you can mix it with whiskey, too, and you can have yourself like an alcoholic whiskey ginger. Yeah. Double alcoholic whiskey ginger. Hey, it all works out. There you go. So that is Thursday, Thursday, December 10th at the Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Division. We would like to see everybody out there. It's a big, wonderful, superheated patio that we're going to be out uh, playing bingo under. So we would like to see everybody out there if you can make it out. That would be awesome. But yeah, you want to do a bet for that night? What would would the bet be? What would we do? Because I win every bet, so it really doesn't... You do not uh, win every bet. We're going to do a different bet. I don't know which one You can't is. recall a time that I've lost. I can recall many times that you've lost. I just can't recall it right now because I haven't been thinking about it. What I'm thinking is like maybe if you lose the bet, you have to go to bingo night dressed in your entire Jon Snow outfit from your photo shoot. <laughs> no. And you have to like talk like you're Jon Snow. No, that's a full night bet. That's oh, no. that's awesome. I don't want to do that. Why not? I have you to like walk wearing around. your costume. Yeah, I've, I've worn the costume enough now. Now it's then it's going to start becoming my tick. Then I'm going to be like, oh, Portland's Jon Snow. Oh, there he is. I'll be like Portland Elvis. No, uh, I don't want to do that, that too would much. Be, there would be worse things to be known as there than Portland's th- Jon Snow. There are worse things. I mean, the photo shoot was awesome. And, and wearing it for Halloween, that was great. But I don't think I want to wear it out like consistently every week. I find a reason. Oh, I just had to put on my well, John Snow costume. Particularly now that you're like throwing such a tantrum about it, I definitely want you to have to wear it for the bet. Uh, right. I've worn it so many times. Well, then what would you have to wear? Nothing, because I'm going to win. What? Number one, we don't even know what the bet would be. Well, whatever the bet's going to be, I'm going to win it. So. Okay, if I have to do that, if you, let's see, what would you have to wear? Huh? Let me think about this. What you would have to wear pajamas in public would be great. I would no. That's a it's an it's a work <laughs> event. No, I'm <laughs> oh, not going. No, to wear. says the guy in the John Snow costume. Like, okay, what? But at if, least you'd look like decent in the John Snow costume. I'm not going to wear pajamas out pajamas, to an event that's yes. representing <laughs> us. Whereas I think if you dressed as Jon Snow would be kind of funny if someone hadn't heard of the show they'd be like oh they're kind of kooky look at that weird guy who thinks he's Jon Snow like that's fine nobody wants to see a sad girl rolling the bowling cage or the the bingo cage in pajamas being like B9 B9 okay it's being noted you did say when I said what do you have to wear and you did reply nothing so that is one of the things that was it's being yeah, noted in the really live chat happening. by live subscribers all right well then we got to figure out we got to no. figure out something good for you if it's not going to be pajamas, which I think would be fantastic that you have to wear pajamas all night at the bar calling bingo. Okay, so you think that it would be a good representation of our show, of our podcast that we've been working on for six plus years for me to show up at an event that new potential listeners and our dear friends and longtime subscribers and listeners are going to be at. That I think it's disrespectful. You, you think it would be good for me in a Jon Snow costume? Yes, I think that would be very fun for everybody. Hi, I'm Portland's Jon Snow. Yeah, No, I'm not going to... Yes? No. A thousand times, yes. I don't know about that. And whenever you call the bingo balls, you have to be like, "This is Portland's John Snow." <laughs> Winter is coming. B seventy-two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that would be a good. Well, I'll think about it because it, whatever it is, it's going to have to be something that you're going to have to do. On top. All of right, it. that's good because I wouldn't want to do that. Uh, Jez is saying that I should wear a gray wig and a granny dress, like dresses like a bingo grandma. <laughs> that's kind of funny. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> that's kind of funny. 
I don't know. I'll though. think about it. I have to. Th- okay, if I'm going to make this bet, because number one, I've won all the bets, so I'm doing this you as a favor won to you. All the bets. Uh, all the bets. I, I'll I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Maybe we'd have to do something like Christmassy oriented because that is December 10th <gasps> is the official day of Christmas. No, December 1st is. It's the first day of Christmas. What are you talking about, December 10th? No, Christmas. You cannot celebrate Christmas. I mean, there. I know the the, the stores. Whoa, whoa, whoa! The commercial stores want you to, but that's you know they're just trying to get a hold of you that, that way. No, the December tenth is the official first day to celebrate. All right, Christmas. before I even try to rebut this, why? Number one, December tenth allows you two point one uh, two weeks in one day to celebrate. It's really the two week lead up, and then you get Christmas Day, so it's kind of a bonus day. Christmas Day itself, you get two weeks to celebrate. You know, this one holiday. What other holiday gets more than that? I mean, nobody. It's it's already a bonus that it gets two weeks. I think that's plenty of plenty of buildup, plenty of time to do your little shopping and do your put up your decorations. But nobody needs to see the decorations before that. It's too much work. It lasts for too long. By the time Christmas comes around, it's stale. It's old news. It's boring. Pfft, yesterday, nobody cares anymore. So you do it at December tenth. That's the official start day of Christmas, and I think that's traditionally how it's supposed to be. All right. Well, that's absolutely completely. 100% untrue because I have never heard it called the 15 days of Christmas. There are songs, there are, there are legends, there are all kinds of stories throughout the ages that call it the 25 days of Christmas. It's the mm. 25 days of Christmas. December 1st is the first day of Christmas. There are 25 days of Christmas. We don't do like the 24 days of Thanksgiving or anything like no, that. No, because other... Thanksgiving's a bullshit holiday. Well, Christmas, however... Christmas is a time for love and family and whatever the fuck it is it means to you. But there's 25 days of it, regardless of what That's it means. That's too many days. Too many days. Well, you don't have to celebrate, but I don't think that you need to put your rules on anybody else who wants to. I think nobody should be allowed to. I think it should be illegal to put up uh, excessive Christmas decorations before December 10th. Uh, Advent, oh, thank you. Uh, not that Aaron says Advent calendars. Yeah, Advent calendars don't start on the 10th of December. They're 25 delicious chocolates that you can eat from an Advent calendar. That's the chocolate industry just trying to get you addicted to their their sweet little treats. That's what that is. So they're giving you extra extra yeah, chocolates. Yeah, being like, hey, they're come bribing on. you. So after 25 days, what? How are you going to get by without another one? It's pretty soon they're going to have like January calendars and February. They probably already have that. They're just trying to push their agenda on you. So that's that's not good. Um, I think uh, I think December 10th, you know, is is the proper. Even that for me, it's too long. But that's that's the safest point that you can start. It is not the same. And you know what I'm really, I'm regretting because today I was going to actually, since it is the first day of Christmas, I was going to bring in our studio tree and I totally forgot at the last minute. So don't you fret. It'll be in here tomorrow. And you know what I'm, what else I'm going to do? I'm actually, I'm going to spend some of my own money. I'm going to bo- go buy some more Christmas decorations. We don't need more Christmas decorations Oh, I think we do. I think it needs to be a little bit like Christmas threw up in the green room. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the best thing. No, I think that's too much. I don't think, uh, no. Number one, uh, uh, December 10th, I think would be a good day to start it. And then December 26th, then it's got to be out of here. If you're going to go overboard, it's got to be out of here the day after Christmas. Wherever you are, you have to come back and take it out of here. I'm not driving back from Washington to come and take down the (laughs) Christmas tree. Absolutely not. And you know what? You don't dictate the rules. And just because of that, I'm keeping up the tree an extra month. So instead of August next year, it's going to be September. No, we're not <laughs> keeping it in here that long. All right. Well, I I am advocating December tenth, and that brings me to another point too of oh god something um something I want to bring up that I've seen a lot of people posting about this, and I actually experienced something of this 
over the Thanksgiving Day uh, weekend, and I didn't get a chance to talk about it. And I know this may be Oregon, kind of Oregon specific. I think there's one other state, maybe New Jersey, that has the same thing. And I'm talking about mm. pumping gas. Oh, okay. When I you go to buy gas. Okay. So a lot of people don't know this. In Oregon, it is illegal to pump your own gas. You're not allowed to do it. You have to have a gas station attendant pump the gas for you. So when you pull up, you have to wait till they come around and they pump the gas. And that's just how it is. That's that's the law, the state law of how it works. Mm. Like Washington, you can pump your own gas pretty much everywhere you can, except for here. And I had a strange thing happen to me over the weekend when I was driving down to my parents' house to go to, to Thanksgiving. I had to stop off to get gas at one of those random like truck stop gas stations. Sure. And the guy... He was uh, pumping it, and he had so many people there. He, uh, this has never happened to me before. He looked at me and said, um, look, man, I don't want you to have to wait very long. So when, I, when this reaches, because I think I was buying like $20 or something, he's like, when it gets to that point, do you mind just taking it out? And, and I mean, do you need a receipt or anything? I'm like, no. He's like, yeah, do you mind just uh, you know, taking it out yourself and putting it back up? I'm like, Yo, yeah, no, that's, that's not a problem. I don't mind pump- pumping my own gas. Actually, it's, it's kind of fun sometimes, although I imagine it would be a chore if you had to do it every time. But still, it's, it's not that bad. But I've never had somebody do that, which is complete violation of the law to have me do that. Yeah, but I, I mean, appreciated not, it. Wait, you appreciated it? Yeah, because I, I like to do it myself. Because you felt like he was trusting you a little? He was trusting me. Like he was my yourself, buddy. If you can just drive 20 minutes north and go to Washington and do it yourself. But I wasn't driving north. I was going south. I'm not going to drive 20 minutes north to pump my own gas and then drive 20 minutes back out of my way to do that. I don't care that much. I'm just saying it was kind of nice that uh that it kind of that, that it worked out it was you know he was trusting of me however he was violating the law but this brings me to my point now a lot of people i see post uh about how they want this law overturned they want people to be able to pump their own gas they want to do it themselves and i understand that but there's i think there's some problems with this with this oh, line Greg, of reasoning tell us your words of wisdom about there are a lot of people here if you if you grew up in oregon or uh, a lot of people who have lived here for a long time they don't necessarily know how to pump their own gas i don't know how many times i've been in washington with people from oregon who d- don't get it they, they don't understand how to pump it really they is get that confused. really a thing i thought that was just like a urban legend that's what that people don't know how to pump gas. Yeah, that people from Oregon couldn't figure out how to pump their own. Gas. I don't. I I am from Oregon. I will tell you, it's not an urban legend. Okay. I know how to do it myself. Wow, but there's a lot of people that don't. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Greg knows how to pump his own gas. Bragging a little bit. Yeah, he's a little bragging on yourself. But here's the problem that would happen if you overturn that to where everybody could pump their own gas. This it's the same thing that happens. At the grocery stores with self-checkout. Are we getting political here? How many times? Yes, this is this is as much politics as I'm going to talk. Greg's political gas show. How many times? Can we call your show political gas, please? <laughs> <laughs> Throw some gas on the fire with political gas. No. Okay. No, we're not going to do that. Political but, gas with Greg. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you been in the grocery line? And I think this is pretty much universal now where they have these self-checkout lines all over the place. And you sit there and you watch it and you watch the person in front of you. Like they're all well, they're all filled up, so you got to wait in line. And you'll have the one person that'll walk up and is just complete. They intentionally went to self-checkout. There's plenty of checkers sure. they could have gone to that would do it for them. They made the decision. Made the decision to go to self-checkout and walk up and just are completely clueless, like have no idea. They're baffled by what's in front of them. It's all it is is a scanner. You put your items on one side of it, you scan it, and then you set it down on the other side. But they watch you watch them, and it's just 
mind-boggling. It's like they're trying to fly, like like they're they're in mid-flight in an airplane, and somebody you know put them down at the pilot seat. Fly this airplane. That's how they look at a checkout stand, and it drives me insane. So the, these people they'll scan it, and like a, after they scan one item, they'll sit there and they'll stare at it, and it'll tell them place you know on this side. They'll set it down, and then they'll sit there and stare at it again. Like what what do I do now? Oh, I've got more items. Okay, I guess I'll scan those. And then when they get to the point where it's if like if it's produce, don't even get me started. That, that's a whole nother thing that cannot be figured out. One of life's greatest mysteries for some of these people. And so that happens. And then they get to the end and and they're always surprised by the well, I'm out of items. Now what do I do? I don't understand. There's there's nothing here for me to do now. Oh, I have to pay. And then they have to, it takes them forever, even though there's giant buttons like pay by debit card, pay with cash, pay with credit card. You just hit the button, scan it. That's it. You're done. And they get, (laughs) so they get, they get to that point and then they're baffled once again by the fact that they have to pay for their groceries. They weren't prepared. They, it's usually, I'm going to say it a lot of times it's old ladies with purses and they start going through their purses and they don't know where their money is. They don't know what it is. They don't know how they're going to pay as though this was completely unexpected. Did not expect to have to pay for groceries today. Whoa. Now they open up their purse, you know, and they have to find it, especially if they're paying for cash. That's the worst. Oh my God. Because then they have to you put in each single really thing and then time. they have to find exact change because you got to put exact change Did in there. Did you ever help them? I'm not going to walk up behind an old lady and say, oh, you want me to help you with your money? Paying for groceries? No. Is that how you talk to people? Hey, old lady, you need help with that? Yeah, no, I'm not going to do... Hey, old bag. No, no, I'm not going to do that. I just glare at people. I, I glare and I do a mean mug stare at them. Like, I don't necessarily stare at the old ladies as much. But Please don't. I mean, I don't glare at them quite as much. I, usually it's like the dudes when I when I stare at them. You know, I'll sit there and glare at them. They, they're they the worst. The, these guys that I'm like, why are you doing this? You're clearly too stoned to be in self-checkout. So anyway, they, they pay for all their... Are they also the people that bring way too many items? Way too many items mm-hmm. and they don't know how it works and they sit there and that's, that's all it is. Okay. So... So that happens, and, and, and you have these people, you know, paying for their stuff, and, and it's terrible, and you wait there forever. I think they should have to have a license to be able to do that. I think you should have to have a pass a test in order to use the self-checkout. You need a self-checkout license? Yes, you need a self-checkout license. I would, ma- I would enforce it. I would make it uh, very, yeah, very mandatory. You probably have to have a monitor at each place. Who monitors it? If they see somebody struggling, be like, "You over here now! Write them up I a need ticket. To check your ID. Write them up. Want to be able to get ticketed? Write them a ticket and kick them out of there because they're holding everybody else up. And yeah, you know that might be something that would have to go with it. You have to have a license to be able to use a self checkout. Same thing with pumping your own gas because this is the same thing that would happen. You would be waiting in line. Trust me, if they pass it to where you could pump your own gas in in Oregon, it would take forever. Because it's those same people that are going to hold you up at the gas station because they're going to get out and be completely dumbfounded because they've never thought about how the gas gets into the car. Like, what? how does this work? Keelan has a really good There's point. There's a hose? Good point. What? About, you don't give them a grocery ticket. What they do, you revoke their privileges for self-checkout and they have to go into the man, in, into the checkout line. I think or somebody else has a, to check them out. We'll debate the ticket thing. I still think a ticket. If you're the doing it, if you're operating send, without a license, the warning can send them into the into the line if, where the. If you're operating is. self-checkout without a license, I think there should be some kind of repercussions uh, in there. But either way, 
either way, it's, it's moving. It's moving things in the right direction. And if they passed it in Oregon to where you could pump your own gas, it would be the same thing. These same people would infuriate you. You would be stuck behind somebody while they try to figure out how to work a gas pump, <laughs> and it would take forever. And that's why I'm saying right now, it's better off just to leave it as it is. Now, if you could, if they had a licensing system where you could prove you understood how to work a gas pump, then okay. You know, then, then then you can get through. But when, until we have these regulations in uh, in place, I think that's the, that's. Are you the only announcing your work. run for something after this? I'm I'm considering. You know, the the mayor's seat here in Portland is up for grabs. I saw there's uh, you know there's it's, I don't know there's some random people running and there's some guy who was just in Vice who's like a, a punk kid who's running. Uh, I think I could do a better job. I think maybe I should toss my toss my hand in there. You know, probably Ta- governors. You need to learn how to say that. Toss your hat. Into toss the my ring. hat into the race. Toss your beanie into the ring. Toss my beanie into the ring. Yeah, something like that. Maybe I could. Uh, you know, probably governor would be something more, more attuned to what I would be able to handle. But I could start off small. I could start off small as mayor of Portland. It's it's a possibility. I'm considering, I'm considering this aspect as something possible that I might that I might need to run for. Well, best of luck to you. And okay. Yours. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's right up there. So if you agree with me, you know, you can, of course, always send me an email and say, you know, run, Greg, run or something like that. Run, Greg, run. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But either way, I'll be campaigning at uh, Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Division. I won't be campaigning. You would get so many more people interested in your campaign if you dressed up like Jon Snow. I'm not going to dress up like Jon Snow. Like, Like, seriously, he's a hero. Like, he's on a beloved TV show right now. Like, I think, and you kind of... You kind of look a little tiny bit like him. Like I'd say, make it your kooky gimmick. I I don't think I don't think that would be a good thing for me. I don't think running. No, I, I'm not going to run as like Portland's John's vote vote John Snow for Portland mayor. No, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to be that guy. If I do it too much, it's going to become a thing. I'll consider the bet. I'll consider the bet. Okay, well we'll figure out. About but it's got to be pretty humiliating. Whatever you're going to have to do. Why? I'm already humiliating myself right now. <laughs> Wait, what are you what are you applying by that? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, there we go. I guess we need to go to break here because we do have our special guest. Lonnie is going to be joining us here in just a minute. And then I have some. Uh, after we talk to Lonnie, I have some world of crazy. Ooh, yeah, excellent. All right. Stuff. Well, run, Greg, run. Because it's going to put an end to Greg's rule segment. <laughs> we'll be back here in a minute with Jesus. more Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. December 10th, that is the only day you can play Christmas music. That is when it starts. Uh, that is untrue. Uh, today, I want to ask Lonnie what he thinks because okay. I don't like your rules All right. at all. So all let's right. bring him on. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcoming now to Fun Employment Radio, we have Lonnie here with us. Hey. Hello. How's it going? Oh, Doing well. Lonnie, we're so happy to see you. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, I, uh, good. I, no, I like that. I like when people are actually happy to see me. That's, that makes everything good for me. Good. Otherwise, it's weird. Like, I'm just showing up and you're like, this is awkward. Yeah, so, like, okay. you're here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did actually show up. <laughs> and uh, just just to let the, your listeners know, uh, because you guys can see this, I uh, I didn't grow this beard for November. I didn't. Uh, this wasn't about trying to to bring into some message to everybody about prostate cancer. No, I just uh, the person who cuts my hair forgot to do my beard this time, and it, <laughs> and I and I like my beard. Like I like having it 
you know, clean and stuff, but uh, this is gross. This, <laughs> is, like, this is really... Lonnie, no, no, I'm, no. I've seen a lot of gross beards around Portland. That's a pretty well-kept beard. Yeah, it's just, not patchy. It has like a, it has a good solid form yeah. around the edges. No, I, I look like I'm wearing a disguise. <laughs> I do. I look like a Russian spy. <laughs> well, I like it. I think it looks okay, well, really nice. Thank you very much. Have you had a beard before? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have beards. Yeah. Like, I I haven't been without one for a long time. I, I was going to say, I thought... Yeah, yeah. it just hasn't gone to this, this length before, so... Oh, well, I like it. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. So, you, uh, so you have a question. Yes, I do. So uh, Greg and I were talking earlier, and he believes that he thinks that the start of the Christmas season begins on December 10th. It's December 10th through the 25th. However, I uh, did not agree with him, and I, I thought that it starts on the 1st. It's the 25 days of Christmas from the 1st to the 25th. Okay. What What do you feel? Uh, well, okay. I, I have a couple of questions. Why Why the 10th? Um, I think two weeks is a... Is a maximum he amount of time. Doesn't even have like a solid reason. For I think it. two it weeks is enough. Around. Two weeks is a month is too much. Okay, I don't need it a whole month. Of okay, it. but that's. I mean, that just sounds like you know the way your calendar works. You're just like <laughs> ah, two weeks is enough. But uh, you bring up a point: the 25 days of Christmas. So I think that I'm sorry. I'm only going by the chocolates that I get from day <laughs> from day one. See, and that was my theory: is that's the chocolate industry trying to get you to eat more chocolate. And get addicted to their product, and that's that's. I think it's a chocolate. It's a chocolate conspiracy. conspiracy. Oh, yeah. is that? Did you really yeah. think that? No. Okay. I was going to be like, that's creepy. That's, that's really. I know, Lonnie's like, why no, I just the hell get, am I here? I just get so annoyed with Christmas music for for a month of it. That's okay, what drives me crazy. Okay, I get annoyed for a month. When I get annoyed with it, it's when it's before like Halloween or even Thanksgiving. Like now, it's December first. It's the month of December. Totally, you can celebrate however you want. Yes. Yeah. No, I I, I agree with that. I think, but I I don't like the music either um i think you know we should start playing it at different times of the year rather than just like right around october but you know maybe july 4th just throw on just something just mix it up yeah just mix it up and and uh as long as you know you have a, a handful of songs that you like i mean drummer boy that one i like you can listen to it all the time that one that one i enjoy a solid year-round song yeah jingle bell yeah. not so much <laughs> not really into the jingle bell what about the do they know it's christmas time at all uh <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. Oh, you that know song. it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up. I don't think. Talking. Oh, it's awful. There is, Lonnie. If you ever go, drive up uh, North I-5 and you're driving through like Chehalis, through like Chehalis Centralia area, okay. there is a 24 hour a day, 365 day a year Christmas station. It plays all the time. Like I'll be like going through my um, my FM channels. It play every time I've gone through. I'll go at least once a month, and it is still playing Christmas music. Wow. Yeah. It, okay. it exists. I did not know that. I would. I actually would stop by. Is that like near that? Uh, it's like that furniture store that's got the cow. The mattress ranch. Uh, yeah, the yeah, the mattress ranch. ranch. <laughs> yeah, the mattress. Ranch. And you're the racist billboard with the picture of Uncle Sam on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, where the guy's just like everyone's a Muslim and gets all. <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, I does he know that there's Twitter? Like, I know. Just, <laughs> it just seems way. like it'd be a lot cheaper. That's like Twitter before Twitter was around. You drive up there and you're like, oh, that guy's so angry. <laughs> that, that's his blog. Exactly. Yep. God, that thing. I used to not when I would drive by it. I used to actually not look at it because it would make me so. <laughs> mad like i didn't oh i think it it's hilarious years. like he spends that much time so anybody who doesn't know I've it's on the way i've never been able to see him putting up the message either that's I always never have. my dream on the way from portland to seattle there's this guy who has this giant huge billboard on his property that puts up his propaganda stuff on i just think it's hilarious that he spends all this time going out there to put all that up you know that's a lot yeah. of effort 
And it's double sided too. That's it's, a lot of work to be that angry. So. Yeah, it's, it's actually become like a uh, like a a thing that you like everybody knows about. It. It's mm-hmm. like a landmark yeah. on the way to Seattle. <laughs> you know how far away you are from Seattle by his anger. Exactly. <laughs> Like that's about an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> I have always. It has been my dream to bring like a paintball gun out there and just shoot the shit out of that thing. No, I, just once. Do you, so? Do you think? Do you think it's still him, or uh, did, is it could be? Did it? Bonnie, just I spend a lot of time driving northbound, and I can tell you that the Uncle Sam is a dip. Like there was an original Uncle Sam, and now it's a different painted. Like it's a really crappily painted Uncle Sam face. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe there must have been like uh, some sort of transition from one uh, racist Uncle Sam billboard and odor to the to the other because right. oh. that changed. There, were, uh, the messages are a little less aggressive, but still offensive. Yeah, uh-huh. but I mean, they used to be really bad. Yeah, okay. I. Uh, it, it's. I just wondered, like, if he died and, and his son took over, oh, or yeah. if it's like a family thing. Now it's just right. something they gotta. They gotta do. It's you like, know? oh, well, we gotta go change the sign. No, you what, am, what am I angry about son. now? <laughs> <laughs> so now I need to know what this song is because I I mm-hmm. don't think that I've I've I found heard. It. You've totally heard it, Lonnie. It's from 1984. It's uh, from Band Aid. Okay. The Band Aid with all of the with all of the 80s singers all singing together. They'll yeah, sing didn't, together for a common cause. Wasn't that uh, Willie Nelson's thing? It was Willie Nelson. Uh, David. Uh, is it David Geffen? That probably sounds right. And like Paul McCartney, it's a it's a whole bunch of people that just got together and raised money for. I believe this one was AIDS awareness at Christmas time. I I don't remember for sure. To be yeah. honest, I'm I'm going to refrain from commenting because I don't remember. Do you recognize it at all? I don't. I like really? it though. I real I have. I don't think I've ever heard this. I I like it. It's so much better than most Christmas music. This is one know? of my favorite Christmas songs. I do like it. Do you Do you go caroling? Does anybody do that anymore? Okay. Do, do we need do. it behind? Well, I just want to make sure if he doesn't recognize this part. Sarah is actually dancing right now too. <laughs> I'm just gonna say for those of you listening. Dude, this is such a good song. All right. Anyway. Um, no, I haven't been caroling. Okay. But do you go caroling? No, no. I, okay. The people don't allow me to just go up to their porch for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it would be difficult. Like, uh, porch, you know, I have to I have to plan how I get into things. Yeah, you know, just fair that's enough. so, like, uh, I just be at the end of the driveway going, ah, it's too tough to get up your oh. stairs, so I'll sing from back here. No, I just. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Well, Lonnie, for anyone who doesn't know your background, can you give us a little history? I mean, we know you well, but can you give us a little history about your background? Background. Yeah, so uh, you know, I I was uh, born. I'm I was well, I was born, and okay. uh, all right, and, and I came out I came out of my mom's vagina wrong, and uh, and now I have cerebral palsy. That's really that sums oh. it all up. And then, uh, you know, it's like you know when you're on stage behind the curtain and you just don't know how to get out of the curtain. It was a lot like that. And then, um, you know, and I just finally got out but it was it took a while and then uh and so then uh that just made it just difficult for me to get around but it's not like i'm in a you know in a you know it just god doesn't like me but he didn't like me he didn't hate me so much that he you know put me in a wheelchair with you know uh straw and you know i'm sucking steak through it no it was nothing like that so everything's <laughs> been pretty normal since then except that it, it it allows me to have all these great adventures and really that's that's honestly the richest part about my life is that uh i have had a very awkward life the whole time like my entire <laughs> existence is it wasn't been, just a face no it's it was a, yeah. it's it's all sorts of things happen like i just have these moments with people and i don't know why it happens like i went 
into a shoe store one time, and I was trying to buy some new um, some new boots. And and the lady was like, "Hey, just so you know, uh, that it, it's not your cerebral palsy. It is it is your shoe. So it, you just need a pair of shoes that'll fix that." <laughs> like, oh my god! I was I was like, I didn't know that. I you know what? I had no idea. <laughs> I thought shoe lady. <laughs> I thought it was because an umbilical cord was wrapped around my neck and I was dead for ten minutes. But <laughs> if you have a pair of shoes that'll fix that, I'm all for it. You know, <laughs> I I would buy those shoes. <laughs> so, um, Jesus, how desperate are you for a commission? Yeah, God that was uh, well. That's a hell of a sell. Yeah. You, know, like, you know, have you guys heard about this lady? Yeah, the magic shoe lady. Yeah, she's uh, she's Jesus. Oh my God, how do you even respond to something like that? I just uh, you know, I'm like, okay, that's you know, um, so weird stuff like that. I was in a store in the fourth grade, and and it was it was uh, Mace, it was Macy's or. No, it was Mervyn's, you know, because we're back. Oh, yeah. Mervyn's. You know, because then that's when we, our parents just took us to buy, you know, crappy jeans. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, yeah, and not like those, you know, the really bright blue ones with the orange stitching. And yep. yeah, so how come they don't bring that back into the Portland hipster scene? Right. Somebody's probably, you know, waddling down the street right now with their little stick. Are there any Mervyn's yeah. left? I don't I d- think so. I don't oh. think so either. I think they went the, because I think Mervyn's Bon Marché. Did you have Bon Marché's in? Yeah. In Oregon, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, okay, because those familiar. all went away too. I think okay. those became Macy's. I dated a girl whose dad was high up in Bon Marche once. That's totally random. That's a really good it's story. It's completely a random well, I, story. Well, I like that. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was, I went to his office once. It was in d- downtown Seattle. Oh, you're still talking about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear more about it? I mean, you know, I can. <laughs> I'm thinking about a book, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah no, that's, um, that's a hell of a story. It's, a, <laughs> Thank it's you. engaging. Yeah. Yeah. You know? All right. So tell us about the blue pants. So, <laughs> I was so. I met Mervyn's, and a, and, a, and a little old lady came up to me, and she asked me, uh, hey, um, you know, why why do you limp? And I said, Well, I have cerebral palsy. And she goes, Oh, you do not, you're lying. You know, and I just <laughs> why would I, you lie? I, that's the thing. It's like I'm I'm in the fourth grade, you know? I mean, I there's no way I would even come up with that. I'd yeah. be an idiot savant if I came up <laughs> right. with something yeah. like that. So I mean, I didn't know how to respond. I'm like, I'm not, you know. And <laughs> I, I I couldn't I couldn't come back with anything. So I told my friend uh and his mom and uh, and then she just went and she searched all over Mervyn's to find this lady and then like scolded her in front of everybody. And that felt that felt good. Good. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I would that do was, the exact same thing. Yeah. Was, so they're just like weird things like that. And like. You know, you could take it as a negative thing, mm-hmm. but as, for me, I just write it down, going, "Okay, that's another strange moment." An anecdote, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, you through like twenty-five years in comedy now. Yeah, twenty twenty-five. Um, this uh, well, November was my my benchmark moment, and it's twenty-five uh, professional. Mm-hmm. I've actually been doing it twenty-seven, if you count when I first started, but. I, d- I don't. I wanted to wait until I actually got out on the road to to mention it and and start counting um, the time and and it's just uh, it's been twenty five years of really uh, I would say like amazing moments mm-hmm. and then uh, because there's you know I've been into amazing situations like. Uh, Butte, Montana. I mean, who doesn't oh, want to? You know, who doesn't want to check that out? You know. And, <laughs> well, I like. Okay, never mind. Does no, this well, be a bad I, thing. I like Montana. No, I love Montana. Butte's a different kind of thing. Oh, Butte though. is a different. Is it like, like more Greshamy? Is well, it not- it's um, 
Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I guess <laughs> I guess Gresham would be the closest. I would more like Malala. I would say they're more like it's okay. more like Malala. They, I mean, they have a bar there where we did the show called the Eight Ball, and I have no story to this. I'm just you know now that we're in Butte, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was uh, in a, just a bunch of pool tables, and it was called the Eight Ball Inn, and. Uh, it was, you know, it felt very scary there. <laughs> like it was, I but, would imagine. Yeah. Um, but then I, I've been as far, uh, I've been as far north as uh, I was two hours away from Alaska. I drove there in a Honda. Wow. I was two hours by boat, um, or yeah, two hours by car, twenty minutes by ferry. Wow. And then I've been uh, to Cold Lake in Canada. Which is like where the roads end, and then, damn, it, doing comedy, yeah, doing comedy, and I, and that was like in my first five years, and then I, I did a show there, and I came out to head back to the hotel, and above me is the Northern Lights, just like, wow, it was it was Crazy. super amazing. So I've been able to see a lot of like interesting stuff and meet great people along the way. So it's it's been a good twenty five years. And you're going to be celebrating that tomorrow. I am. I am. uh, I'm going to be doing a a performance, a one night only thing at Harvey's. And uh, it's a whole new hour. And it's kind of based on a lot of stories that have happened uh, to me as a child Mm -hmm. and how I grew up. Um, So um, I'm talking about I used to be afraid of being kidnapped. So I'm talking about that. I'm talking about what Portland used to be like when it wasn't full of hipsters and um i love hearing about old portland i mean i've I've lived here for 13 years so i feel like i've I've been here for a significant chunk of time but i mean hearing about what it was like you know in the 80s and 90s like i always find that fascinating it it really it really was i mean and it's all this is the cool thing about portland is that it the part that hasn't changed is that everybody really just kind of has taken to portland either as a native or the or the ones that have moved here after that but everyone always kind of Portland's always set itself aside in 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 a different not Seattle and not and not San Francisco. It, Portland's never tried to be anything. So it's mm-hmm. weird how like even in the comedy scene, how we never really did try to get anything. We didn't try to blow up, and then it just happened. Mm-hmm. And 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 we really are still much different than Seattle or San Francisco in in our scene in our community. And so that part hasn't changed, but, but, you know, a lot of other things like, you know, if you were 45 years old and you were a BMX bike, you were not cool. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You had a DUI. It was different. And so (laughs) it just lots have changed um, in in those regards. So, and you know, we don't, uh, when I was growing up, we didn't care about chickens, you know, that was not important. Uh, Bees. uh, I don't, I had a friend. That uh, wanted me to see her bees. She wanted me to. She's like, you need to see my bees, and I'm like, you have a bee problem. She's like, no, no, I don't. I just own 160 thousand bees. I'm like, that sounds like a bee problem. Yeah, you know? And so I just, I don't like the urban farming stuff. I'm just, I feel like we should just uh, leave the chickens. Well, there's no reason why we should hear one, you know, a rooster at five o'clock in the morning downtown Portland. But you know, people are passionate here, and uh, you know, I probably just hit a trigger word for someone somewhere. <laughs> you know, so yep, I, probably. So. Not my chicken. <laughs> Who's yeah. this Lottie guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, so tomorrow night, 
So I'm looking at this right now. So Don uh, Don Frost is hosting for you. Yes, Don is going to be hosting, and uh, and then Jeremiah Coughlin is going to do oh, come, awesome. come in cool. and do a, a guest set. So it, it's going to be a, a really uh, it's going to be amazing time. And for Don, like Don and I are super super close, mm-hmm. and I mean he's you know like family. And when I went through like uh, I went through a pretty hard time over the last couple of years with a bad breakup and. And uh, him uh, and his wife, they were uh, a big part of uh, helping me out during that time. So we actually grew, uh, you know, even closer after that. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted this this whole night to be about bringing uh, my stories to the stage that have to do with me growing up over the past uh, 40, 40 years and 25 years in comedy. And then just have like some of the fans that have that have followed me from the beginning who are still you know avid about coming out and seeing the shows and then friends and family to be there so that it can be more than just a celebration on stage but one you know just a all-around celebration so it's going to be a lot of fun that's awesome oh and i was reading this and uh you were you at some point questioning on whether or not maybe you wanted to still keep pursuing comedy i really it, it it's been more of a struggle for me in the last two years mm. than it, it's ever been before. And that's, you know, uh, it is really, it's been really strange. When I went through uh, the breakup, I just all of a sudden disconnected from humor altogether. It wasn't, mm-hmm. and then uh, what's scary is that it, comedy, it's not like I was like, oh, screw comedy, I want nothing to do with it anymore. I was indifferent, and that was so much more alarming to me. That is, indifference is very scary. Yeah, it was really like, wow, I'm just, I don't, I'm numb to it, and so... And that's something you've always had to... Yeah, I mean, I've, it's it's been my identity, and then I just, uh, all of a sudden was like, I don't know if that's, that's what I want to do again, and I took a lot of time off, and that felt good, and then uh, you know, and I, I did some stage stuff during that time, but it didn't, it didn't feel, uh, the same. Mm-hmm. And so I had to really sort of like push to, to get that, that bug again. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was really over the past, I would say eight months sitting down and, and writing uh, new stuff, thinking about new things, really stepping away from anything that was happening uh, over the last couple of years and then going backwards and and then when I started thinking about all the you know the weird interesting things that have happened to me in my life uh, I looked at it in a much different way mm-hmm. and with my type of comedy it's you know long-form storytelling so uh, I was able to sort of take that and uh, and flesh that stuff out and the best part for me is that you know this is a, a essentially a bigger project um still standing is about putting together stuff that i eventually want to work into a one-man show wonderful yeah and that's the name of this uh your new hours 25 years and still standing yeah Mm -hmm. and and the the one-man show like when i when i get to that point it's going to be a big project that i'm working uh with a local artist um and so He's gonna do. He did my DVD work, and, uh, and was it Chris Haberman? Yeah. yeah. So, so Chris Haberman and I, we've talked about this for a long time. I, I've known him since high school. Yeah, and if you live in Portland, you have seen Chris Haberman's art somewhere yep. in many places. Yeah, <laughs> and so we're gonna work on it together, and then 
when we're ready uh, and it's all done, uh, he will have uh, pictures. Uh, he'll have paintings uh, for each story. Wow. And then uh, I will have the story, and then we will we're going to create a, uh, a a coffee table book of of all the stories, and they'll have a little short part of the story, and then the painting. And then we plan on doing it in a not a traditional comedy way, but actually, you know, in a very intimate setting at one of his galleries. And I will sell the book, and he will sell the art. Uh, and then after that, we uh, he's going to give me uh, the digital stuff so that I can put that into a PowerPoint and take it out on the road. Wow! So you can have that fantastic. like projected behind right. you while you're yeah. telling the story. Yeah. So that's how neat. That is something that uh, I'm excited about. And so this is really the beginning stage of that. Mm-hmm. And doing this and seeing what really is working out on the stage, so that I can condense these stories, yeah, and uh, and make it into the into the one man show that I want to do. Man, so, congratulations, yeah, Lonnie! This is amazing. And I was also looking. You have a new website that you just launched as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that where folks can find out information about everything you're doing? And everything that I'm doing, uh, and I, you know, and I'm I'm writing again. So there's a three part series that I'm talking about how it all started for me, and and uh, and all my dates are there. And there's going to be some other stuff that I'm adding. I'm bringing back my podcast. Uh, I'm finally going Fantastic. back there. Yeah, it took, you know, again, it was coming out of uh, the depression and, mm-hmm. and and getting back to it. So I'm going to be doing some new episodes of that. Uh, I'm going to be doing some video stuff. So I'm, I'm excited. And all this is going to be at the website? All, all of that's going to be on the website. And, and what's yeah. the website really quick just for? Uh, my website is uh, my name, LonnieBruin.com. Uh, so uh, L-O-N-N-I-E-B-R-U-H-N.com. And yeah, there's gonna you know all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, I've actually uh, working my my boys. I have two two sons, mm-hmm. and uh, part of uh, part of the whole depression thing was that my oldest son uh, has had mental illness, and so uh, it's been this long battle. And he went to St. Mary's, and he's just about ready to graduate, and his whole life has turned around, and so. That was a big success for me. And then my other son, uh, he is my sense of humor, and uh, we play video games a lot. And so one of the things he wanted me to do is um, he wants me to play video games uh, like, you know, just, you know, action games. And I can't because my right hand. And so uh, like uh, um, the gang movie, uh, the gang video game. I don't know. Oh, the, uh, the one with the hookers and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> he started having me play that, and I'm terrible at that, <laughs> and I can't I can't even, like, rob a liquor store. Like, I, I have to, you know, and it's... And so he wanted me to just start doing live streaming of playing video games and showing people how bad you really can be <laughs> oh at video games. So, uh, oh, on that like Twitch thing or whatever, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. To, uh, Twitch. He he showed me it all, and uh, and he he's extremely funny. And so uh, every time that we do it, and he's like, "No, I'll help you. You know, I'll have everything on this. I'll be your I'll be your buttons guy." And, <laughs> and he's like, "I'll oh. do the buttons." Yeah, and and so yeah, so there's a lot of things coming up that. Uh, that allow me to sort of be creative, but again, not just stand up anymore. Mm-hmm. It's about kind of uh, branching out a lot more. That's important. So, yeah. very cool. All right, well, catch Lonnie tomorrow night. Yeah, and there's actually a special code to get the tickets, which thank you to Lonnie for that. So, we've got this. Uh, what's the best website to go to, really quick? Would uh, be- so, the 
Uh, I think I, I maybe I didn't give you the link. Is um, it uh, Lonnie Brun, uh dot brownpapertickets.com? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So that that one works, and then the uh, the secret code is. Uh, if I'm not if by memory, it's you have it down. But yep. I think it's a uh, fun twenty-five. Uh, a fun twenty-five. Yeah, thought I'd throw fun in there because yeah, you know, yeah, I like it. Play on words. Yep. All right. We so like a fun twenty-five. Yeah. Okay. A fun twenty-five. Thank you so much for setting that up. Too. Yeah, and, and congratulations. Get their own discount and uh, it's uh, it, it's uh, for all of your listeners, and and so I I just want this. It's not about trying to get. Uh, the tickets uh, sold. It's about getting a lot of people in there to have a good time. For sure. Yeah. 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 All right. And that's tomorrow night. That's Wednesday, December 2nd. So pick up your tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Get them. Go see Lonnie. Lonnie, congratulations oh. on 25 years. Man. Thank you very that's much. Awesome. Yeah. I All appreciate right, well, thank it. Thank you for coming in. Yeah. yeah. Anytime. <laughs> thank you guys very much. All right. We'll be back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio. All right. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Lonnie Bruin, right here on Fun Employment Radio. Oh, so, he's so great. He is. So, yeah, get your tickets to go check him out, and uh, and yeah, go see him tomorrow, 25 years. That's, that was so fun talking about the racist billboard. I totally... like. Uh, I Well, with that racist billboard, so anybody who doesn't know, if we didn't clarify that, it's this billboard that's on the way between Portland and it's Seattle. It's on some, some, like, Hicks private property. Yeah, and so the the freeway from Portland to Seattle, it's there's, there's areas where it's very sparsely populated, and just out of nowhere, you'll get this giant, huge billboard that this crazy guy made. Uh, apparently, it has its own Wikipedia page, too. Uh, I bet it does. I mean, it's been there for as long as I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, that was what that was referencing. Yeah, that that thing is kind of crazy, and it, <laughs> and it changes every time, and both sides are different. I think when I was driving down this time, it was just like... Oh, something like angry about Obama. I can't remember, but it. Was oh just, yeah, it's always yeah. I mean, it's, it's always a, ranty it's all stuff. Obama or taxes or the government or whatever. It's, it's uh, if you want to see it, it's on uh, Wikipedia under uh, Uncle Sam billboard. Oh, okay. So there you go. It's got its own one. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Should we do some? Yeah. Yes. Oh, hi, my friends. Greg, this first story is for you. I picked it just especially. Okay. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. Well, this one isn't quite particularly this, but however, so this is out of Pittsburgh. Well, it's about Christmas, so I guess it's not really particularly about the 25 days of Christmas or your weird 10th through 25th days of Christmas. But this is about the 12 days of Christmas, which is a completely different thing. See, that's even better. It is not better. Well, the 12 days of Christmas. I didn't realize that this is something that actually happened. So there's a company named PNC Wealth Management, which does this annual analysis every year, which actually analyzes the exact cost of what it would cost to purchase everything in the 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 12 Uh days of Christmas. Well, this year, it's increased uh, 6% or 0.6%, excuse me. So in order to buy all of the things, which can you pull up the list of what all those things are? It would cost $34,130.99 if you want to buy the partridge in a pear tree. Some gold rings and dancing. How how do you put a price on maids of milking? Probably got to rent them. You you rent a cow and then you rent a... Is that a job still Seven to be a Seven swans of swimming, six geese laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, a partridge in a pear tree. See, you don't need me for this. You got 12 drummers and 11 pipers. That's the only thing I think you missed. Where it. would you find 11 Lords of Leaping? I don't know. Dance hall or something? 
You guys have to find 11 Lords of Leaping. Wait, 12 Ladies Dancing, 11 Lords of Leaping. <laughs> You've really put a th- lot of thought into this. I'm just trying to remember, and you haven't pulled it up, so I'm trying to do I've it I've got it here. No, I've got what it. it? I'm, letting you, I'm letting you do it from memory. Tell me. I don't... I think it's... All right, it's 12 Drummers, 11 Pipers, 10 Lords, 9 Ladies, 8 Maids, 7 Swans, 6 Geese, 5, five Gold Rings... rings fi- 4 Calling Birds, 3 French Hens, 2 Turtle Doves. What's the last one? And, uh... Partridge in a pear tree. All right. The price increased uh, because it was attributed to increased costs for gifts, including <laughs> what raised the most in cost, which was the partridge in the pear tree. Really? Uh, two turtle doves and the price of 10 lords a leaping. So <laughs> the price tag is the highest to date, but it also represented the lowest growth rate in 32 years of measuring the index. I cannot believe this is someone's actual job <sighs> to measure this. This is why we only need... December 10th to start Christmas stuff. Okay. All right. So there you have it. If you want to fulfill all of the promises of the 12 days of Christmas, it'll cost you $34,000. You know, it's changed over the years really quick, just so you know. What? It used to be uh, collie birds, but then it got changed to calling birds. What are collie birds? I don't know. A kind of bird, apparently. Are you just reading things on the internet and telling them to me as if you've known them forever? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. All right. It's what I do with everything. Well, I know we've talked about ghost towns before, and uh, you had expressed interest in maybe wanting to purchase one someday. I want to let you know of one. Well, that's I will buy a town. Yes, yeah. that's where I would you start my empire. Nibbler. Nib- well, Nibbleristan's the greater area around sure. it. The actual name of the town. That's that's. So up it's like the we're bank. in Multnomah County. Like it would be Nibbleristan County. Nibbleristan would be even bigger than that. But yeah, it's it's along those okay. lines. Mm-hmm. Well, there is a ghost town in Sweat, South Dakota. That is affordable now. That you can you could probably purchase. It was four hundred thousand dollars. It's been on the it's been on the market for a little while. Okay. However, now it is at the low low price. You can buy the entire town for only two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What do you get with that? Well, it's a six point sixteen acre property. Okay. And it's dropped significantly in price. Again, All right. this is named Sweat, South Dakota. Okay. Stacy Montgomery, who's the real estate agent representing the property in Sweat, South Dakota, said that the town of Sweat, which comes with a purportedly haunted house, a garage, also a tavern, which oh, okay, you the own all cool. of them, okay, is uh, being offered at a sharply discounted price after it failed to sell following its initial listing by the former owner in June of 2014. So this has been cut almost in half. So uh, Montgomery, the real estate agent, again said that she's received a flurry of interest following the listings, but none of the offers have come to fruition. So it kind of led her to slice the price. Okay. To see if anybody wants to. So she said some of the individuals who have been interested in the past included uh, people who wanted to be their own mayor. Yeah, that would be good. I'm trying to think. There's a question in the live chat that makes sense. What makes it a town? Is this just a guy's house and a private bar that he's that he's got? Maybe it's the structures. It says that it's a town. Well, it's named. Yeah. I mean, isn't there some sort of legal requirements to name a place? Like, if I name my my house, can it be like a township? I don't believe that's how it works. I've got a shack in the back, kind of. I've got a shed. You have a shed that just has like a roof on it. Yeah. That's not a shack. That's like a, a roof. Somebody could technically live in there. That could be a... Nobody could live in your could, shack do I own a in town? backyard. You do not own a town. Well, the real estate agent said that some of the individuals who have been interested wanted to be their own mayor, people who wanted to live off the grid, several production companies who were thinking about purchasing the town to make reality shows on there, uh, hunters who wanted to create a hunting lodge, or somebody who just wanted to own the bar and have their own town with their own bar in it. I mean, I think it would be cheaper to just... <laughs> 
can probably buy a bar for $200,000, I'm imagining, somewhere closer. Well, well uh, they're trying to entice people with shiny new st- uh, town signs for sweat. So they're shiny new town signs if you want to go and take a What if a you want to rename it? it? If I bought it, I wouldn't want to call it well, sweat. Of course you can rename it. Well, uh, Montgomery also said the weirdest idea that she heard from somebody who wanted to buy the town was a guy from Nebraska who wanted to bring in 2,000 Russian women, <laughs> 600 men who were felons, and he was going to build acrylic houses and run cameras 24 hours a day. What? Wait, so it was going to be a reality show where he had 2,000 Russian women and a 600 from, felons? A, a guy from Nebraska wanted to bring in 2,000 Russian women and 600 felons, ma- male felons, and, and then, build, a, this is oddly specific, and build acrylic houses and run the cameras 24 hours a day. Wow. She denied his request. Well, I mean, if he buys it, can't he do that on his own? I mean, I wouldn't... Why? I mean, if he owns the town... There's still laws. I don't think that you're allowed to, like... Unleash 600 like creepy felons on like 2,000 Russian women. I mean, I'm assuming they're legally out, they're just ex felons. And 2,000 Russian women, I mean, I would probably tune into that show. Why? There'd probably be some awful things that well, happen. Well, not if there's awful things happening. What, do you, what happy things are you happening? They're gonna like be baking pies. I don't know. What do you, why would you watch that? Well, I wouldn't think that. Okay, well, all right. Yeah, and Loki's asking what's an acrylic house. I have no idea what an acrylic house is. I'm not sure either. I mean, I use acrylic paint. I don't know what an acrylic house Just is. Plastic houses? Maybe plastic, like, uh, I don't know, like greenhouses? That's a, That was kind of what I was picturing. Where Where do you get 2,000 Russian women? It's a very specific number, too. 2,000 Russian women, 600 male felons. I've always wanted to have 2,000 Russian women living near me. Four hundred foreign are two Russian women. 600 Russian felons. Russian women. Why does he want felons? I don't... See, that's the thing. It's like I don't. This know. is that why I'm interested. I, I admit, maybe I shouldn't admit it, but I am curious as to what is going on there. Well, I do have one more story. Okay. And this is uh, let's see, where is this from? Somewhere in the merry old England. All right, a man by the name of Alex Reese has been arrested because he was a guest at a wedding who decided to go on a rampage because he didn't know anyone and was uncomfortable. He caused over. 20,000 pounds worth of damage in said rampage. Wow. Wait a minute. Okay, yeah, please give the details of this. All right, so Alex Reese was uh, with his girlfriend, whose name is Taya Nields. Uh, He was her plus one at a wedding that she was going to for her friend. But rather than making small talk with the other people who were attending the wedding and getting to know other people, he decided to go on a rampage. The prosecutor who was uh, handling the case said this. He said, prior to the wedding, the defendant was anxious and nervous to meet new people and reluctant to leave his room. He told his girlfriend he didn't want to go to the wedding. Oh, this was his girlfriend he was with? Yeah, because he didn't know anyone. (sighs) Well, his girlfriend convinced him and he went anyway, but his guests went to sit down for the wedding food. Reese disappeared. Now, Taya Neald went outside and found the defendant out there. He appeared to be drunk and was acting as if he was under the influence of drugs. He then started to run around smashing cars and smearing excrement over the walls. Whoa. And smashing lights and potted plants during, so the wedding had started. Smearing excrement? Smearing excrement on the walls and smashing lights and potted plants during the wedding, which had started. Oh, Jesus. Now, after the cops were called. I mean, I get a little bit of a, you know, anxiety disorder. I don't like big groups necessarily sometimes, but I've never smeared excrement on cars. That we know of. I mean, I don't, I'm not around you all the time. Hey, if I'm not convicted, didn't happen. Okay. 
Well, as he was being taken off to jail, he realized what he had done, and he kept yelling sorry to members of the bridal party who were gathered outside of the wedding. Well, Reese... I don't think his apologies were accepted because uh, he was given a 16-month prison sentence because it turns out he wasn't just nervous. He'd actually done something like this before, although the feces smearing was new. 16 addition. months in jail? 16 That seems like a long time. Sentence. I mean, was anybody hurt? It was just property damage? It seems like there was just property damage. If they were hurt, it wasn't mentioned. That, in the- seems, that seems rather stiff. Yeah, well, they say um, there's absolutely no way that the bride and the father of the bride can rectify the wedding day. This well, is a very no, serious I mean, personal sucks. issue. <laughs> I mean, in a way, though, and in, in like five years from now, they're going to look back at that and they're going to laugh a little bit. The bride and groom will. Maybe They'll have someday. to. I mean, They'll have, have to. to. Or they're going to be completely divorced and they hate each other at this yeah. point because because that whole day just tainted the whole wedding. So, you have it. so he is now serving 16 months in jail. So tell us about your wedding day. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's this guy. Got real nervous, went outside and drank a bunch, and then he shit in his hand and smeared it on cars while our wedding was happening. Real good times. There's that. Real good times. Tell us about your wedding. It smelled real good. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Just don't don't be that guy. <laughs> wow. That's a really crazy. <laughs> I mean, I get nervous, you know, How, meeting new people. The too, thing is, but. though, as, ba- as bad as that is for their wedding, imagine that girl, that girl who brought her boyfriend oh who did that. Oh, my God. I mean, can you, know you imagine the, that? Probably the bride probably just hasn't forgiven her. No, no one no one will forgive Nobody her. Nobody will ever forgive no. her. She brought that dude to the wedding you smashed. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I'm going to look that one up. I want to read some more about that story. Big thank you to Lonnie for coming on today. Go see him at Harvey's Comedy Club. So the the discount code, it's uh, we'll post this on the on the on our page too on this episode post at funemploymentradio.com, LonnieBruin.brownpapertickets.com, and the code that you can get a discount is a fun twenty five a f u n two five, and you can get a discount on it, which wow, is very very you. nice. You kind of hit like the. Yeah. The pause. Well, I know what I'm doing. No, you. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. That was just purely luck. I'm pretty good. Pretty good at it. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Also, what? December 10th at the Landmark Saloon, 4847 Southeast Division. Come down for Fun Employment Radio Bingo Night. Oh my it's gonna gosh. going to be happening courtesy of Small Town Brewery mm-hmm. with Not Your Father's Ginger Ale and Not Your Father's Root Beer. And we they will both be there. we had a lot of side things going on last time. I need to figure out what we're going to be doing for our side. Well, we can talk about this bet some more, but I've got to come up with something. Number one, we need to figure so out what Greg we're going to bet over. So Greg has basically agreed that he's going to dress as Jon Snow no, for Bingo No, 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 no. All right, don't you fret, Greg. I won't forget to bring my Christmas tree tomorrow. Very excited. Very excited. Fun for the whole family. All right, we'll come up with a bet. If you have ideas, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Thank you so much, everyone. We will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Welcome, my friends. Oh. 
You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.